Hi, I'm Mike Gibson, and I'm coming to you live from AHA 2017. I'm joined by David Bernie, the principal investigator of the Bruise Control 2 study. David, tell us a little bit about why you did this study, looking at discontinuation of NOACs or warfarin prior to procedures. Well, it, this study is a follow-up from our Bruise Control 1 study. Both studies are done in uh, device patients, patients undergoing um, implantation of pacemakers or ICDs. In Bruise Control 1, we found that there was a very substantial benefit uh, for to patients um, and to continuing warfarin throughout the procedure and not bridging with heparin. So with the DOACs now taking over the market, uh, major market share, we the question is the same, you know, are they similar to warfarin or, or do they behave uh, differently in this uh, clinical situation? So we took 662 patients uh, undergoing device surgery and we randomized them to either continuing uh, the DOAC throughout the surgical period or temporary interruptions. And uh, the it was just DOACs, it was Riva, Apixaban, and Dibigatran? That's right, yeah. And no warfarin use? Or no, warfarin no warfarin at all. Use. So no this is now applying to the DOACs, and it was versus uh, a discontinuation with a warfarin bridge, or a, a heparin bridge? No heparin bridging. No heparin bridging, just, just, just off. Just off. And what did you see? Well, uh, we found that the event rate in both arms was much uh, lower than we anticipated. In Bruce Control 1, for example, uh, the event rate in the heparin bridging arm was 16%. Uh, in Bruce Control 2, in both arms, the event rate was 2.1%. Wow. So there, there was no difference uh, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, the event rate. So what's the take-home uh, message for clinicians? Well, I think the take-home message is, is, a, is a very positive one. I think, number one, uh, like many uh, clinical areas, we're seeing that the DOACs bleed less in warfarin, so the event rate was lower than expected in both arms. But number two, you know, it's horses for courses. It depends on your clinical scenario. If you have a patient who's extremely high risk of stroke, for example, if you've done an AF ablation two days before and the patient now needs a pacemaker, it's very reasonable to continue the, uh, the, 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 the DOAC throughout the surgical period. On the other hand, if somebody's at much lower risk, it might be very reasonable just to, to hold it for a couple of days and restart 24 hours later. Excellent. Well, very nice addition to the literature, David. Thanks Thank for sharing with us. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from AHA 2017.